Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the outstanding Jay Erickson on the podcast. He is one of the founding partners of Modus, a digital agency based in New York City. As a strategist and leader, he's been designing and building digital experiences for 20 years in a wide variety of roles and industries. In his role of chief innovation officer, he collaborates with clients to drive digital transformation and solve business problems. He works with clients to generate new ideas, strategies, and experiences and bring those experiences to life. His relentless focus in human-centered design and putting customers at the center of the process is super interesting in, for what we're experiencing in healthcare. At Modus, he also heads up the healthcare practice and has worked with clients from the Cleveland Clinic, Ascension, Memorial Sloan Kettering, Pfizer, Amgen, LaxoSysCline, J&J, and the list is long, including the American Heart Association. So he's not a stranger to our space. So it is uh, extraordinary to, to be able to dive into digital with Jay. He's also a, a contributor to industry innovation groups, including Node.Health, Junto Health, and he regularly speaks at conferences, and he's written a number of articles that appear in, in publications that are important to all of us. So Jay, such a privilege to have you here to talk about digital and healthcare. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Saul. Yes, sir. So, hey, you just got back from Argentina a year over there, huh? Yeah, that's right. We have an office down there and I was doing some work down there. And uh, yeah, we just moved back last week. Interesting time to move back, of course, to be traveling around, but love Argentina. Wow. Well, welcome back to the States. And you are also very focused on the digital aspects within healthcare. So tell us what inspires your work in, in, in the healthcare vertical. Um, in the core of my inspiration is uh, very personal. So seven years ago, I was diagnosed with advanced metastatic testicular cancer. I spent about a year in treatment at Sloan Kettering, 45 days inpatient, three months of chemo, four big surgeries. So I, I was sort of a professional patient wow. for a year, and I learned a lot of things. I'm six years, no evidence of disease now. So I feel very much Congrats, cured. Man. Thank you. Thank you. And as you can imagine, I learned a lot of things in a lot of different levels, but one thing I, I, I learned and observed in that role was just, in my opinion, how poorly uh, digital was being deployed in the space for patients and for clinicians. And this is not a knock on Sloan. They're amazing. Uh, they saved my life. But it's something that's across the industry as I, as I learned sure. as I came back. And so before that, I was the chief operating officer and I was really just focusing on running the business. And when I came back, I said, this is something I really want to dive back into working more directly with clients and focusing on as a problem to be solved and doing what I can to put my shoulder to the wheel of making better, more effective experiences for patients and for clinicians. So that's my, uh, my touchstone of, of the passion that I bring to it. Well, I think it's uh, a powerful story, Jay, and I appreciate you sharing that and congratulate you for, for beating cancer. And it's so great that you have taken this upon yourself, having been there, done that as a patient, better and more efficient are two things that we could definitely get from, from digital technologies. Tell us a little bit more about how you guys are adding value to the ecosystem through digital. So our focus is really on creating experiences that are engaging. 
and effective. And this mostly for patients, but also for clinicians and sometimes caregivers and bringing best practices to the industry that haven't really been woven into the, to the way that, that digital products have been built. I would say that industry and healthcare has, has been data centric and rightfully so, right? The legislation was passed, you know, 20 plus years ago saying you need to get everything into the data and, and that's been the journey. And now that we have all the data and we're starting to figure out ways to unlock the data and share the data and do more with the data, we need to stop being so data centric and start being more human centric and understanding that people are complex and their situations are often very unique and we need to build experiences that meet them where they are and make things easy for them and sort of drives towards the outcomes that we want for them. So that's a long answer and that can be unpacked in a lot of different ways, but how we sort of more tactically are coming into it is kind of doing really running like more design thinking processes um, that have Mm -hmm. been lacking. So picking up on sort of a clinical insight or a a market research research insight in the farm industry, for instance, and building on that, doing ethnographic research, actually talking to patients and really understanding their sort of holistic view, their longitudinal journey that might touch a bunch of different things, a bunch of different providers, a bunch of different mediums, a bunch of different comorbidities or products, understanding those longitudinal journeys doing rapid prototyping and, and co-design and collaboration ways, and then putting those back for early prototype validation before anything gets actually developed. So that process of design thinking is something that has been lacking in the industry and has led to a lot of digital experiences that are either painful or hard to navigate or create unnecessary cognitive load, especially in the case of clinicians. It's interesting, you know, and, and I'm glad you mentioned clinicians as well, because bad experience exists on on the patient side and on the clinician side as well. And to your point, right, there's a lot that's going on that's great, but there's an opportunity to do so much better. And so I'd love to to hear from you, Jay, on, on what your team has done that's made either outcomes better or business models better within healthcare. Yeah, so I think it's it's applying that process that I described. By the way, you know, it's all in the end is about outcomes, right? So you really are trying to make better clinician experiences. They can spend more time doing medicine and less time on data entry, or so they're less burnt out, so they less make make less mistakes. And in the patient case, you're trying to keep them engaged. You're trying to get data to flow, and to have the outcome of their experience in their disease journey or or, or health journey have a better outcome. So it's not just about great experiences to create great experiences. I want to make that clear too. But specifically applying those cases, I mean, we've done everything from working with pharmaceutical companies to develop uh, digital prototypes around using stress management, using um, behavioral change techniques around social support for stress management working with behavioral scientists at pharmaceutical companies or working with healthcare providers uh, to provide better pathways for patients to navigate their journey. So it's a lot of it's simple stuff and it can be starting with scheduling an appointment and navigating to the and helping with 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 transport and access to the site of care. Just that doesn't require blockchain or AI or anything fancy, but doing that in a way that is easy and as easy as Uber or another experience that we're used to in our normal life, bringing that level of ease and utility to those experiences, that's table stakes, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's going from there and moving more into the actual medicine side of things. And we do a lot of stuff around adherence and getting people, you know, we know that, that 40% of outcomes is driven by behavior. And there's really nothing better at a scalable level and a value creating level to help with behavior change than, than digital devices. 
I mean, there's a, there's a shadow side to that too also, right? Like we're all addicted to these things. But that same power can be used to, to drive behavior change, whether it's adherence to medication or physical therapy or just a care plan. So creating experiences for patients that help them with that. So that's we start to get into the closer to the medical side of things. So that's some of the ways that we are bringing our skills that we've honed also in other industries, like we've been working in hospitality and retail and e-commerce and all these other industries that have more, are more mature digitally, especially from a human-centric perspective. So bringing all of those practices and tools to this space. I think that's, uh, that's interesting. And, and, you know, I was traveling earlier this week and, you know, staying at the hotel and I'm just thinking, man, they got this thing figured out. It's easy. Yeah. It's so easy. Yep. You know, and yeah. the check-in, the check-out, the follow-ups, the invoices, the yep. everything, you know, the receipts. Absolutely. And when I was admitted to Sloan as a patient, so just to touch back to my journey, you know, they had trouble coordinating some form with some code with somebody in my insurance company. And in order to get me in to start my chemo, they had to push me through urgent care. Even though I was not, I didn't have an emergent issue, just as a way around getting in and getting and getting a bed in the hospital. So you can imagine this is the beginning of my cancer journey. I'm terrified. And urgent care at a cancer hospital is not a happy place. Right. And so I'm like, this is what it looks like when it goes bad. And mm. it was just a mm. terrible experience that was driven by just something that we know, like, again, hospitality has figured out, like, get, you know, make it smooth, make it easy, and iron out these uh, logistical and data issues. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, it's a great point. And there's nothing like having somebody that's been there to help usher the, the process. So, uh, you know, I'm sure your, your leadership at the firm is highly impactful when clients are, are, are working with this. And, you know, I, I find the same things happening across a lot of companies in, in our space in healthcare. They're starting to hire more physicians, too. You're starting to see more physicians in, in leadership roles. And that's because of that empathy factor. You know, you don't know yep. that's been there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's so many different techniques for doing that. And it is that empathy and that understanding piece. And so one of the techniques we use is we go out and we do interviews and research and we talk to patients or, or clients, I mean, clinicians, and we build personas and journey maps. So, and we make them pretty realistic and give them names. So we say, you know, Susan, who's uh, 58 and lives in, you know, Englewood, New Jersey, and she's got this job and this thing. We, we really flesh it out. And this is her diagnosis and these are her medications. And but she has to pick up the kids every day at school, or, you know, all, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And we put a picture and we put a name and we put it on the wall hmm. in the room where we're talking about what we're going to do. And wow. so that's one technique and it's pretty simple. And then you can, you, as you're saying, well, what about this feature, that feature? Well, I don't know, would that help Susan? Does she really need that? And she's there on the wall. Now, obviously another way is to get people who are actual patients to sit in the room. And that's something that I advocate for, but can be, can be difficult, sometimes regulatory perspective, sometimes just culturally like, sure. but I think it's great. And if in lieu of actual patient or clinician being in the room, you know, I, I do provide that role in when I'm in the room to say, well, raise my hand and say, well, what about the patient perspective on this? Or, you know, share something from, from my experience. And I do think it's, um, it's so important. And there's a part of me sometimes which kind of irks at the term patient centric, like, mm -hmm. oh, we're very patient centric. Well, well what is all of this for anyway? <laughs> yeah. If not <laughs> for patient, you know. I feel that way with value-based care. It's like, no kidding. <laughs> right. Well, that's right. I hear yeah. You, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Value. You're not, you want to provide value with your care. 
<laughs> that would be nice. Let's focus on that. For, yeah. I know, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So every company always has setbacks. I'd love to hear about one of the setbacks you guys have had and how it's contributed to helping you deliver a better experience to healthcare companies. I'd say from from a corporate perspective, biggest setback was probably very early on. Like I said, we've been doing this since since 2000, and in 2001 we had to, you know, there was a crisis and and we had to let a bunch of people go. And it was really early, you know, relatively early on. And, you know, there was, there was been maybe another point in our, in our journey where we've had a contraction and we need to let people go. And I think those moments, it's the worst as a, as a business owner and as a leader to have to sit down with someone and say, you know, because of either circumstances out of my control and or things that I, we have or haven't done to tell them that, that they don't have a, not going to be able to continue their employment. It's, it's, it's really hard. And those moments are very soul searching. And I would say that the lesson coming out of that is to be a good steward of your people. However, whatever that means, like you might not have PL responsibility, you might, but either way that as a leader, or even just as a, as a teammate, that the sense of, of being a, a protector and a steward of your people is important. And the second being having empathy and connecting with people and that the way to have those difficult conversations is to do it from a place of humility and respect and openness and allow yourself to go there. And that can manifest in a lot of different ways, but I think that's, those are a couple of lessons. Yeah. You know, and I think we, we all go through that and, Jay, I appreciate you bringing that up, you know, because when times get tough, everything gets tough and um, those contractions can happen as a leader and as a teammate, you've got to think about how to most, I guess, how to do it in the most, I don't know if nice is the word, but, you know, empathetic, um, maybe human and empathetic way, right? Yeah, we're doing great now and we have been doing great. And I don't want to paint a picture that we're we're contracting. I want to make that clear, but, but it's also keep it, keep in mind those those lessons in the good times, right? And like to yeah. always, um, always, always bring that, that intention of, of being real and being human and realizing, you know, when we're in business and we're, we're in conference rooms and in these corporate environments and you're playing a certain role that there's a tendency to, to see like, okay, I need to um, be that role and speak those things and kind of stay within those boundaries. And there's truth to that. You're there to serve a purpose, but there's also just rem- remembering that like everybody's a human being, <laughs> you know, with, right. All in the room with all the all the goals and, and making for those looking for those those ways to to connect on a genuine level. Yeah, that's critical. What are you most excited about today? I'm most excited about the potential for for digital in, in healthcare. I think we're just beginning. I think we're there's frustration with how slow things move in the industry, and you know there's reasons for that. And I don't think we should focus on that. I think we should focus on the fact that like we're probably not even in the bottom of the first inning, and there's just tremendous potential to both to solve huge problems in our healthcare using digital. And it's not a silver bullet, right? I and mean, there's a lot of things that need to work together, but just to transform the way that we do healing and the way that we do medicine in this country that is gonna to lead to better outcomes, less of a burden financially on, on a society and better experiences and more empathetic experiences. So that's what I'm excited about, the potential for, for digital to do, move those balls forward significantly. Yeah, and you look at the landscape of what's happening Every day you see a digital health company getting $15 million, $100 million. Like there's so much investment going on in this space. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's incredible. Were you going to say something? About I that? mean, I have 
I'm like, what is the term? Cautiously optimistic in in that realm. Like, I think there's there's a I have mixed feelings about that. I think there's a lot of been a lot of VC money, and this is part of what we our mission at Node Health is to kind of help bridge the gap between digital innovation that's happening outside in Silicon Valley and places like that that is very VC driven and that kind of raising a lot of money and bridging the gap between that and actually deployed scaled technology in health systems or in health, in actual operational environments because mm-hmm. most of those companies are going to fail some of them are going to fail spectacularly and maybe raise a billion dollars or you know I won't, I won't name names so it's i think there's a big we need to really optimize those dollars and also bring more evidence-based thinking and practices to those dollars um, and i think that's not that's just growing pains i think in part but yes i agree it's exciting you know, that we're we're investing in it but sometimes i think i'd rather give 15 million dollars to a bunch of nurses to do a bunch of design thinking, prototyping, and you know, a bunch of folks sitting in an office who don't really understand how it all works. Yeah, and I think that's a great call out, Jay. I appreciate you mentioning that. And we're talking about two different things, right? We're that digital innovation that's being outsourced versus homegrown and, and the stuff that you guys are doing to help the op- existing operational things being done within the hospital and, and some great gains to be had there, some greater efficiencies and better experiences. So uh, mm-hmm. it's so great that you guys are, are working in this area. Yeah. Uh, and you need both. You need both, to be clear. And I, I, we do work, we work across both. And there's there's definitely startups that we work with that. And often that's, to your point, they have clinicians in the room or on the staff or in the board who are bringing that perspective. And that can, that's helpful. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Jay. The importance of being human-centric and design thinking, it's the tip of the spear. And so I'd love if you could leave us with the closing thought, but also where can we continue to learn more? So you can go to our website, which is modus-made.com, or you can look at the Node Health websites, which is which is node, N-O-D-E dot health. And as part of that, I, I'm working with leading a group to develop a set of measures for uh, user experience in, in healthcare and in medicine specifically. And that's a tool that's available there now and can be downloaded. And you can score any digital experience and baseline it and measure it over time. And I would love your feedback. It's a tool that's a bunch of startups have already started using and shipping product with features that are more human centric. So that's available. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And in terms of a, a closing thought, I would just say, let's all remember we're all on the same team and to be widely collaborative, to be bold and make fearless choices and to remember that this is all about the patient at the end. That's a great message, Jay. And I appreciate you sharing that with us and, and, and the work that you guys do. Listeners, check them out. There's an opportunity for you to do more with, with your existing way of doing things. And I think Jay and team are doing an outstanding job of helping improve the way that we offer our patients a better experience and, and better outcomes. So Jay, uh, really, really grateful that you uh, stopped by and, uh, and spent some time with us. Thanks for having me, Saul. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.